No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. out of your face dude i think we're live are we live mm-hmm. hey everybody 
We didn't, well, have, we didn't have the countdown right to launch. That I couldn't find it. Oh. I don't know what I'm doing. I'll just be honest with y'all. I... Actually, what I think you're doing is lying to us. What? Yeah, you know what you're doing. When you say you don't know what you're doing, that's a straight up and lie. <laughs> Busted on live TV. Yeah, yeah it's too it's just, too late to act stupid now. Just, and we'll get that right off the top, right at the intro of the show. Is it a bad idea to eat a snack like a minute before you go into a live stream? Always, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Man, well, it depends on what that snack is. I mean, yeah. I'm like doing picking my teeth. Oh, hoppers. hey, hey, no, no hey. separate family. It's Aaron <laughs> and, and Apple, and uh, <laughs> we are here. And I hope you guys are here. There's five of you here. Yay! Hey, Whoa, thanks for watching, right everybody. Uh, uh, uh. <clears throat> so, in uh, our communion together, <laughs> okay. In, no, what talking about what to do for this live stream this week? Um, what we want to put out. Yeah. I was thinking like, as far as time goes, this year is unique because festival season is coming back. And last year was kind of like a, a, a half step kind of thing. I think we're right? going to yeah. do this. But this year it is in full bloom. And oh, uh, yeah. we are busy as fuck with mm -hmm. all of it. And, um, you know, for us, for us, yeah. we're busy. <laughs> and festivals have been such a huge part of our life as No Simple Road and our life as individual human beings alive on planet Earth that I thought it would be cool to kind of talk about what's going on with festival season and, um, you know, our experiences at festivals and, and all that stuff. So um, I wanted to just start it off with a little bit of news for you guys. Um, well, I want to start off by saying hi to Cody. Oh, hey, Cody. Hey, Cody. <laughs> hey, what's up? Love you. Brother, miss you, man. We'll see you soon. Um, yeah. So <sighs> next week, uh, No Simple Road is going to be podcasting live from Mojo Family Fest in Washuga, Washington with Bodie Mojo and Family Mystic and a whole bunch of other amazing Pacific Northwest bands. And um, we couldn't be more stoked to have that happen and then um the following week um what do we leave wednesday yeah, we leave wednesday, wednesday at, at midnight and we arrive at 8 a.m where newark <laughs> and then we drive to scranton pennsylvania for the peach music fest 10th anniversary thrown by the allman brothers band this is going to be epic for us mm -hmm. and also okay. for the festival. This is their 10th year. We get to be a part of that and we are super excited. And so kind of along the lines of what Aaron was saying, as far as like festival um, season, like we're in it. And so what better way to kind of get ready for our festival season than to kind of talk about okay. stuff that's been like fun for us to do um, some good memories that we had, like, how do you gear up for festival season? How do we gear up for festival season? So um, we'll talk about mishaps and all that stuff too. Um, mishaps. We've had some mishaps. Okay. And I'm, been, I'm now I'm with you guys. Been, I don't know well, what she's going to say. Recent. Oh. Okay. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. I was going to say, yeah. I was thinking back to other stuff. Like, no, like, like we've always done good. No, we've well, okay. Our intention is always to do good, to put out a good show, to say something positive, to share something great. Not that sometimes 
in the midst of us going and trying to do everything, we forget stuff or stuff falls apart <laughs> yeah, or things get frayed. That's true. Or things get broken. Or the temple breaks. <laughs> or a million things happen. And so this is our time for festival talk because one, we hope that you're gearing up to go to your festival, either coming to see us at a Mojo Family Fest or at the Peach or at Northwest Drink Summit or at Summer Meltdown. Well, first of all, I want to talk about Peach a little bit. So um, a little backstory. A couple of weeks ago, actually about four weeks ago. I think people would appreciate if I just showed my, um, my your socks. socks. <laughs> I'm ready for peach. All right. So about four weeks ago, I got an email through the No Simple Road website and it came through the contact form on our website, which like if any of you out there run a website, like it's iffy if what you're getting through that is actual human beings on the other side, hang on. <clears throat> or if it's like, you know, spam. So I get this email and it's like, I'm trying to find no simple road uh, to invite you to peach. And I was like, that's fucking spam. But I looked at the signature and I was like, you know what? I'm going to find out for sure. I'm going to. Why would you think that automatically just because of what you just said? Just it was. But that, it, it, it was. Sense it was us. so short. And it was like, you know, do you want to grow your followers? Click here. Email me. <laughs> Click it was, here. It's Give me weird. information. And so I email or email. I Google the person's name. And it's like the VP of marketing for Live Nation. And I was like, oh, shit. I am really glad I didn't delete this email. And uh, so wrap it up. I email the guy back. And now we're going to Peach. And like everything that we, so we all got together and talked beforehand. I'm like, okay, we're going to Peach. Like, I want it to be different and special. If No Simple Road's going to be there, I want to do something rad. Like, I want to pitch a live podcast to Peach. And I'm all nervous for the call. And I was like, and another thing, we're coming from across the country. And I don't, I don't can't see how we're going to fucking fly with like camping yeah. gear yeah. to and Pennsylvania. Possible, but <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to ask if they'll put us up and like, please understand, like, uh, we're live music fans, just like you guys, like, I don't have like a special card that gets me backstage. I'm the guy spun out in the crowd, spinning circles, just like you. So asking that stuff felt really weird. So I get on the call with the guy and before I have a chance, after I introduce myself, he's like, so we want you guys to come out and do a live podcast. And um, <laughs> I know you're coming from across the country, so we could probably work it out so we could put you up. And I was like, uh, uh, uh. I have nothing left to say okay, now. Okay, <laughs> cool. So, yeah, that's happening. But, like, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, that happens, right? Well, what you don't see when you see, like, No Simple Road is giving away tickets to Peach. And, like, hey, we're what you don't see is, like, the background of that, of, like, me going, oh, fuck. We got to do stuff now. You got to create everything <laughs> that you promised or everything that you said that you would do on the back end. And that's a lot of planning. That is a lot of juggling and squeezing in. And then also it's creativity because we're like, 
what do we want to do? We well, want to bring you guys well, something fresh and, and fun and new. And it's well, also a lot of communication, too, because you've had meetings every week with everybody right. involved. Yeah. Well, up to this. so in the midst of those four weeks, Osiris Media has gotten involved. Um, Daniel Donato's Lost Highway is doing live podcasting from there. Inappropriate Happiness with uh, Karina Reichman is also going to do a podcast. Um, uh, Great Beyond also got invited by Live Nation like we did. So and Maggie Rose. And Maggie Rose, the Salute Songbird, is also going to be podcasting from there. So we've like created this event that's happening in the lodge at Peach, right? And so part of like the ethos of No Simple Road, if there is that, is we don't script shit. Like when we have these conversations and interviews and stuff, there are no questions written down on a piece of paper. We start the Zoom call and that's it. You're hearing and seeing what happens, right? But I said to these guys, I'm like, I don't know if I feel comfortable going. There's going to be 30 plus thousand people at Peach. Not, not that they're all going to be watching Not going to be watching us. They're going to be <laughs> doing other stuff. But a, playing. a big portion of those people is potentially going to be seeing us podcast. So I don't want to get on stage at Peach and be like, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to fucking wing it. And so I. <laughs> Which so extreme we never do it like that like yes what okay yes we, we are not scripted but that kind of like we know what we're doing it's not like we're brand new it's not like we're year one month one we're not there we're yeah. year five and we've done festivals before and we've even like interviewed you know like when we were at high sierra we interviewed neil casal I mean, it really doesn't get bigger for that at that point for no. us. We but that doesn't that doesn't negate the fact of like some uh, preparation. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. not just yes. that, but like, think about this for a minute. You're at Peach. The music's happening. It's exciting. There's a stage with three microphones and chairs on it that are for us. Yeah, that's fucking gnarly. Yeah. That's gnarly. Yeah, to even think about that, and then like. Okay, now I got to walk up there and say some shit. Right? Yeah. So for me, as the conductor of the show, I'm like, I can't do this like that. I just, we're going to go and whatever fucking happens, happens, man. No, no big deal. Like, no, 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 no. So we, we like, I sat down with these guys and I'm like, okay, look, we need to figure out what we're doing at Peach. And I don't know, man. Like, what do you think, how did, how it came out? What do you think came out of that? your craziness and just well at some point are we gonna do those um comments well yeah we'll get okay. to that um what came out of it um one a hell of a lot more clear communication two it gave us um an opportunity to revisit some of the stuff that we have done before and see if it works or not so I think the biggest thing that came out of your kind of frantic, you know, ness about Peach was a good plan and like reminiscing about stuff that we have done and then excitement about what is to come. And I also like I feel um, because we had that conversation, even if we don't have like a script of what we're going to do, I feel a lot more comfortable going into it, knowing 
that we've talked about it and that at least in our brains we're thinking about it. Yeah, we could kind of look at each other and be like, hey, <laughs> the porch, remember what we talked about? Like, let's <laughs> well, do that right now. <laughs> and it turns out that like a huge portion of the lineup for this particular festival are alumni of No Simple Road and people that like we've become friends with over the past couple of years. So <laughs> I use that in to like, hey, do you maybe want to come sit with us for it's, 20 minutes? It's kind of like our, our nubbin, our little blankie, you know? What? The, our, <laughs> our previous guests that we're comfortable with is kind of like our little blankie. At, a nubbin is a third nipple. Uh, well, nipples can be nubbin. You mean whoopee. Whoopee. Yeah. But nubbin, I, I'll still stay with that. <laughs> a whoopee for your nubbin. <laughs> wow. Something wow, that's, that's cool. comforting was the point. Okay. And a nubbin can be comforting. Yeah, it it it's very cool <laughs> that the the whoopee of past guests are going to be hanging out with us yeah. there. and like so we're going to do like twenty minute little conversations. Is that what well, I mean, definitely, definitely they're conversations, but in um, to in honor of what the peach is doing and the tenth anniversary, we're going to try to make it um, surrounding that kind of. Um, idea of maybe tens or anniversaries or what's been special about peach in the past and so yeah we've got a bunch of ideas now that we didn't have before talking about it cinnamon said if you need to phone a friend just ring you know that's uh, sure that's actually like um part of the thought man is like you know the magic of doing this show for us has been that once we interview somebody and then go see them play the experience that we have seeing them play is deep it's an even bigger trip to go see a musician play that you know and you're like rooting for your friend and you've connected with them energetically and it started making the shows different for us after talking to these people i know like one of the first times that we experienced that was with circles around the sun Mm-hmm. and talking to adam and and neil and um it it changed the way that the shows felt and uh, i was like how can we bring that to a live experience at a festival doing a live podcast so we have some things in store yeah so if you're if you're in the audience that would be super cool and, and we're gonna try to do some live streaming that's if, what I was just going to say. If everything kind of technically works out, we're going to be doing some live streaming. So you have an opportunity to participate with us at Peach, <laughs> potentially, if I'll, all goes well. Look at Tour Head said, raining here in Oregon, had to pull my wubby up over my nubbins. Hell yeah, right on. One thing I'm this really is why I don't mind saying to. stupid shit on the air. But, <laughs> what Sorry, I'm looking forward to things. Cool over here live stream's over no one thing i look really looking forward to is like every time we talk to somebody on the air like we're we're very loving like just about everybody out there and we are huggers like half the roster has been on the show yeah and it's like it's like can't wait to meet you in person and give a big hug yeah it's gonna be like hug fest 2022 it's just gonna be amazing to get out other thing one of the top things i'm looking forward to because when we get there Thursday night, we're going to be getting settled in and everything. 
we finally get to see Billy Strange oh, man. on yeah. stage Thursday night. So over the past two years, <clears throat> we talked to Billy during the lockdown. I didn't get to do it. Yeah, me sad. and Apple did. And uh, we had the most chill, fun conversation with him. And we, we, we still hadn't seen him. And so over the past two years, every single person that we know almost is like, you guys haven't seen Billy Strings yet. Are you fucking kidding me? And we're like, yeah, well, you're on that chance. And they're like, you guys are going to be blown away. Our friend Ben was like, Aaron, I just want to be standing next to you <laughs> at the moment of understanding so I can see your face when you're seeing it and it clicks for you. And uh, yeah, I, but see that. And that's part of the conversation I wanted to have with you guys today is that like seeing a band that you've either way, if you've seen them before or not, seeing a band at a festival is way different than seeing the band at their like, own show. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you, or per- that opening or whatever? Right. Do you prefer one over the other, you guys? I, I, I'll jump in here. I'll, don't it's jump, like you'll break all the different shit. experiences because with the festival, getting to see them at a festival, the excitement is so different because there's so many bands you're going to be seeing. But you kind of get you get an abbreviated kind of performance. They're usually not going for several sets or anything. And but it also, again, from festivals we've seen, they have a shorter time slot. So they really bring it mm-hmm. for that yeah. time slot. It's like kind of like the boiled down version of like you bring your best, get out there, you kick mm-hmm. ass, and then it's the next band, opposed to seeing somebody touring where they're the headliner and stuff. And then that's, that's its own thing too. Right. Cause they want to kick ass, but it's a different way. And then they can also improv more, you know, experiment more and everything like that. But then again, and then back over to the festival thing, what is so exciting about festivals is you, the the artists talking to artists, they don't know what's going to happen. Right. No. You don't know who's going to join who on stage. You don't know what magic you're going to get. You, nobody knows until it's happened. It is so open to improv mm-hmm. in that manner, too. What about you, Mel? How do you feel about it? Um, well, one or the other, they're both hella enjoyable, of course. You're going to go to a one-night concert. You're going to have a blast. You're going to enjoy seeing your the artist and whatever. But a festival is a whole different mindset. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about what you're going to eat three days in when you go to a concert one night. No, <laughs> you're, you're not doing that. Oh, you're not OK. Like, I was you're like, not what? like preparing in your head it. what yeah. outfits you're going to wear, what you're going to eat later, how much money you need to have on hand. No, you just go to the concert, enjoy yourself, come home, maybe have a drink or smoke and go to bed. It's great. Festival. It's a thing. It's a pilgrimage. It's a pilgrimage. And you get to enjoy people that you never even freaking heard of a lot of times in festivals especially at the bottom half of the you know the one sheet of who's going to be there maybe the last handful of people this is maybe their first time performing in front of these big crowds so talk about bringing it they really these smaller bands that are maybe on at like two in the afternoon or four you know they're trying to bring it as hard as possible because they've never had the opportunity and here they go on their own time slot trying to compete with the Andy Frasco really strings and trays and all of these other people. So to me, 
festivals are an amazing way to kind of like forget about your life for a moment and introduce yourself into the environment because a lot of festivals are you traveling to them. You know, maybe it's not in your hometown. Maybe it's in the next town over or whatever. The Fresh Air Festival has a spirit that takes you higher. It's true. Yeah. It's very true because you're not, we're like, you're not like, oh, I, I got to like get in my car at a certain time. You're not watching the clock. And if you are, it's only for another performance. You know what I right. mean? So there's a lot of freedom in festivals that I love. And, you know, to Apple's point of like when the um, people are like, or when the artists are trying to kick ass because they've got this one set or versus their concert where they're kicking ass because it's their concert. Like, I feel like in the festival scene, the music is kind of secondary almost. Oh, shit. Yeah. The festival experience. So it doesn't it does matter because those are why the tickets get bought. Like, you know, as far as like who's going to be there, it matters. But when you're at the festival, sometimes, you know, that Billy string set that you wanted to see so much, you're there, but you're talking to this dope person that you just met and you're yeah. seeing it for the first time together. So like it adds something so different than a concert does. And so, I mean, if I had to pick, I, I don't, I wouldn't want to, but I would say festivals are a lot more um, all encompassing. Wow. See, I, I, than just the one thing with festivals too or they are that they're it's pretty seasonal yeah you know there is festival it's festival season season. the rest of the year it like 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 going and seeing shows around the holidays is also very special especially up here traveling in the rain and the cold and so i'm going into a venue for shelter to go check out the band that you've been wanting to see it's they're they're, both of them have so many well it's live music they all have so many So going and seeing a show, whether it's in your hometown or not, you're getting to experience that band most of the time with two full sets. And there is something to be said for that experience of like a band playing for an hour and a half, taking a however long break and then coming and playing again for a couple hours. By the time that second set rolls around, that band is a well-tuned firing on all cylinders machine Mm -hmm. and you're getting a way different experience than a 45 minute festival set. Oh yeah. You're seeing, you're seeing the, like the inner workings of the trippiness of that band. They got to come out on fire. Right. And, and if, when you go to a festival and you see them play a 45 minute set, I guess as a band, the hope is that you go out there and bring that second set energy to, yeah, to the crowd so that they want to come see you live. But for me, like I already have a hard time paying attention to shit. It's hard at a festival to like, when there's a lot going on to, <laughs> there's always a lot going on to like, um, sync for me to sync up with the music. like at Northwest string summit on Saturday night there, there was an opportunity to do that because it was like two hours. There's a headline and there was a two sets and like it happened with dark star at Northwest string summit too. So I got to have that experience that I'm used to having at a show at the festival, but the rest of the time it's almost like 
changing channels on the TV. Do you get what I mean by that? I, I'll say it's more like a buffet where you go into this gorgeous buffet that you spent $59.99 to go eat and you have like key lime pie, cheesecake, ice cream. This is uh, a hell of a buffet. I'm, I'm the, I, I don't know why I there's thought that. There's no meat I, I skipped straight to the dessert. Oh, okay. But what I'm Best saying is, is that you're actually able to take a bite of all of these delicious foods and it's not like going to a steakhouse and ordering a ribeye. It's not the same thing. If that's what you yeah, want, you don't go to a buffet. Right. So it's a nice way to really get a bite of these musicians that we really want to mm. hear and know about. And you know it may or may not be their best set, but now you've got like something in your head that's been like, oh, I need to catch up with those girls. Right. Or I need to catch up with that band. Daniel said, always go to the Sunday morning shows at a festival. I saw James Brown at Bonnaroo in 2003 at like 11 a.m. on a Sunday, and it was incredibly, indescribable. Oh, that would be amazing. Indescribable. <clears throat> also, you know what? That, the other thing, too, that I love about festivals, because every single one of we've been to, we've experienced this, and talking to artists, too, that what one of the things they love about festivals is it also makes them, they're performers, but they have a little time slot. Rest of the time, I mean, you could be standing there and look over, and there's your favorite drummer from a band. There's yeah. a, they become part of the crowd because yes. they're there to see yeah. it too. They're also there to discover new music on all these side stages and stuff. Yeah, that's one it's thing. Very interactive, a festival. That's one thing that we've discovered, like do, through doing the show and asking the musicians that we talk to, like, are you going and seeing live music right now? I would say probably 70% of them are like, no, we're too busy doing our own thing right now. So it's an opportunity for them to cut loose too, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think at, at, uh, at the bigger festivals too, it, it can be hard because like you said, the festival thing is an experience all by itself. Mm -hmm. So you've got your camp, You've got the people that are camped around you that you're now friends and family with. Mm -hmm. You've got your spot on the lawn that you're hanging out at and the people that you met there. You're walking around looking at the vending. You're mm -hmm. you're getting something yeah. to eat. You're going yeah. and taking Waiting a shower. Waiting for your, your person to come on and, you know. Right. And so there's so much going on at a festival. It To me, like, like you said, I think I'm going to agree with you with about fun. like how the music is almost secondary. Mm -hmm. It's it's part of the fun of the festival, but it's not the only thing. No, you're if you are, say, like, well, maybe that's not true. I won't say that. I was going to say, like, if you're a fan of a, a headliner, you're not going to go to that festival expecting that to be the best or wanting to just like true. You may. You may. So I, I was going to say, never mind on that, because it might happen. Well, it, well look, it becomes, it becomes part of the ambiance. Like we have a lot of our recordings we've done at festivals. It's awesome because we're talking to a band that has just played or is going to play with another band in the background with oh, the yeah. music setting the ambiance because it's in the background. Yeah. And not necessarily the highlight. And it's, every once in a while, you're getting magical festival sets like uh, Goose's 2019 Peach Festival set. Yeah. That set catapulted them into the stratosphere of where they're at now yeah. along with bingo tour well because you're being watched more so another thing about that not just only fans of music but now we've got people that are in the music industry um that are in these festivals looking for new talent or 
representing their people that are the new talent. And so they're excited and they're watching for other stuff. And so there's just such, there's so much much more that's happening at a festival than at a concert. I feel like concerts are more relaxing and more Uh, um, specific. Well, definitely more specific. I'd agree with that because artists too, we've heard a couple of times, it's also a great place for networking, for meeting. Yeah. Like for managers to meet managers. That's what I mean. Publicists to be public and for bands to see up and coming bands and say, hey man, get see if they want to open for us on a leg of the tour. You know, you know what I'd like to do right now, just real quick. You guys that are watching the stream and, and are in the chat, put up your favorite festival set that you've ever seen and why. Well, we got a question <clears throat> from Cinnamon, which is a good one. It kind of is a good segue. What was your favorite festival y'all attended and why was it so good? And then we also got this one. Oh, yeah, underneath. Grateful Dead at 9.30 a.m. on the U.S. Festival. At the Us Festival. Oh, the Us, Us Festival was a trip. Weird to have it over by 12.30. I mean. And the last one? Is that the last one? Yeah. So to have a show over, or I guess that the festival wasn't over by 12.30, but the That's Us long. Festival was days and days of amazing just, shit but to see the dead at 9 30 in the morning like i i don't that, know well, that. that's another thing waking up to music at a festival that's freaking rad i'm like i remember that at um northwest string summit and i guess going into the question what was your favorite festival and why um my favorite festival was northwest string summit and the reason why was because of how gorgeous it was mm. And I had my favorite night of my life at Northwest String Summit 2019, Saturday night, Saturday. Northwest String Summit. It changed my life. It, what? It changed my life. It healed some. It was like Phil the other day. Like, I would say, I mean, everybody has beautiful moments in their life multiple times, but there's certain times where your life changes because of a moment. And that's what happened on Saturday night at Northwestering Summit. What exactly went down that made it like that? Well, um, first of all, um, Yonder Mountain String Band, their 80s set was on <laughs> Mel loves that 80s music. Well, now. it was very appropriate for why it was such a big deal, because it healed something in me that was very um, particular to me. I'd never gotten to go to prom I never had to gotten to graduate with my school. I never got to homecoming. None of those kinds of things that I ever um, got to deal to do when I was in high school. So bringing it back to the eighties made it feel oh, like shit. that for yeah. like that time period. And then wow. the, the freedom that we had, me, you, and Apple that running day, running around on acid, at running mornings. around, <laughs> and, and we did all. So I remember well, we, and then, we all said we felt like we were in high school again exactly. at one point because we were so free. Well, and, and then, we were like kids again. And it wasn't just like oh, we were in high school. It's like we were the popular kids in high school. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I'm running around with my boyfriend, and he's like getting drunk, which was the coolest thing because Aaron, you don't drink, mm-hmm. and so for whatever reason you felt like drinking. Really and so that, cider. that brought in another um, energy to, to the night. It was a party that we didn't have before, yeah. you know? And so it healed all of, I felt like I was at prom and I felt like I was at homecoming and I felt like we were popular and I felt like the songs were like, that's fair navigating our evening. And it was just 
the most beautiful, luscious landscape I could have ever been at. And we were meeting all these new friends and like we were doing a really good job for Northwest String Summit. We were really like getting great content. And so I felt proud of what we were doing. I felt lucky about what we were doing. I felt like trippy. (laughs) Like it was the best ever. Here we got, we got one from Daniel. One Bonnaroo morning, I found out that I missed a post-midnight jam with Ben Harper performing Led Zeppelin tunes along with John Paul Jones and Quest Love on drums. So you wake up in the morning and you find that out. And you're pissed that you went to sleep. Oh, but... (laughs) Well, that's like... You can't see it all. You gotta sleep. Yeah, festivals are like a really good movie that you paid to go to. And you gotta pee really bad. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. is this the moment? It seems to be lonely. It's never the moment. I think I could run out the hallway and do that. It's the same thing like going back to camp. I'm sure you did that, Dan. It's like, I think now's a good time to go back to camp and try to get a little rest and everything. I'm not gonna miss anything. No. And, yeah. We got one more. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to agree. It, and and you know what's funny about the Ventura Goonie Birds? is Apple and I both had a sheet of that stuff back in the day. And I remember that shit and it was amazing. So I'm going to have to agree with you. I don't on know about that. Goonie Birds. You were, how, you were probably like five Yeah. <laughs> at that time. I'm glad I'm late to the party in any kind of um, fun use. <laughs> I'll just call it that fun use. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful because. Yeah, I, you didn't break yourself early. I didn't break myself and I'm an adult and my brain is fully formed. And so I'm not just getting formed by it. My brain is formed and now I'm enjoying it as like a fine wine instead of like a now later. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And you do, you do bring some clarity to us burnouts over here on the Mm -hmm. other side. I I, I don't know. know, (laughs) I mean, this is a side topic, but um, medicinal use of entheogens and psychedelics, it is um, so enjoyable as an adult when you're being responsible. Our uh, period. Our friend Daniel Shankin from uh, Tam Integration. Yeah, I saw a post that he did on Instagram or TikTok or whatever the other day, and uh, he was talking about the recreational use of psychedelics. And you know how in like the psychedelic community, it gets shit on to you know Every, it's got to yeah. be a clinical setting. You got to be with a doctor. Blah blah whatever. He was like, look, man, it's okay to have an experience with your friends at a music festival in nature with the music and being free. It it doesn't always have to be clinical. It doesn't always have to be with a doctor. It, it, Part of doing that stuff is not to have constraints yes. on yourself or it. Thank and then you. trying to constrain it and put it, you need to do it this way or you're not going to have a good time. You don't know my life. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it with who I want to do it with. But you know, back to answer that, I'm, I'm just going to piggyback on Mel's a favorite festival experience. She said exactly what I was going to say. I mean, we've enjoyed all our festival experiences, but that Saturday night at Northwest String Summit, the whole String Summit thing, especially that Saturday night, was a game changer. That was also for the three of us what really thrust us into the bluegrass world. Oh, yeah. Uh, we came and out of that really with a whole close. new knowledge mm-hmm. and respect of the bluegrass world 
and it changed the way it sounds forever oh, yeah. for us. And, and that that's the other thing about it. It's just amazing. Look at what PJ said. We'll be next year at His Northland. favorite festival ah! will be next year at Northlands 2023 okay. when you guys come to New Hampshire. PJ, visit. what month is that? So we can book it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, let's do it, man. No, but seriously, right? Like that Northwest Strings, I mean, and I, I don't want to take anything away from High Sierra or any of the other ones because that was so no. fun in itself, but like, when you have a legitimate change in how you think and feel and your past, that should be what a good festival does. Yeah. Yeah. It well, should well, be. It can be a catalyst. It absolutely can be. And this is why I wanted to talk like this, throw in that, you know, the whole psychedelic thought, because if you're responsible, it can be so healing on a million levels and also make new. Wait, was the caveat there? If you're responsible. You can be un- you can be irresponsible and still Thank have you. amazing yeah. time. There's no caveat. I'm just saying, in that setting. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think I, like, I wouldn't put responsibility not, into our festival experience. Uh, this is what I'm going to say right now from Mel Nelson Road. Use your psychedelics as you wish. That is not my Boom. place to say yeah, how, when, That's... how often, if you do or don't. It's that is not my business. I'm saying for me. Since I'm older and I didn't do it as a teenager, I'm enjoying it being an older person and knowing when to stop, when to go for more and when to when enough's enough. There is the perfect comment right there. Yeah. Criminalize psychedelics. Make America magic. Yes, Jack, you're true. Hell yeah. Well, that's going to say it's backing up to you. Like, like, it's one of those things I would thank you for that question in the best festival moment. But there's so many that well, go with that. You've heard us talk about the High Sierra was our first one of actually going <laughs> and recording. Yeah. We had the whole doo-doo limo experience. We had great things with that. And then Summer Meltdown was the first time we actually took it to the stage on that side stage and had such a wonderful time. That and that one, true. I really love Summer Meltdown because it was a mix of electronica and all kinds of stuff with Tipper there. Pigeons one night, Umphreys. It was incredible. Closey. I mean, it was like a I, mix of so much uh, different music. I, I I think my favorite festival moment isn't a festival. I think it's Dicks. In that's tw- not the same. That's not Doesn't a count. No, no, you can talk about Dicks, but that's not the same. <laughs> I can. Whole yes. <laughs> oh, you know, I meant to say I, I'm going to interject something here on the relay because you brought up the fish thing. Yesterday, it was so funny at work. I put on, because uh, there's a limit of what's on Amazon Music for fish, but they have the Baker's Dozen on there, like highlights. And I'm explaining to all these here, mostly in their 20s, who have heard of fish, aren't really into them. The most exposure it's they get rock, is dude. from me playing right. it. Well, they <clears> dig <throat> it. I pull out certain tracks and stuff, and they, and they dig it. And I'm explaining to them, uh, like, this band did 13 sold-out shows at Madison Square Garden every night. And when you pull up the playlist, it shows like Boston Cream Night. Right. All that. They're like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, let me tell you about that. Not only did they sell out 13 shows in a row, every night, the first like however many people it was, got a fucking donut. And the set that was, was the themed based on the, the flavor of donut. It's so fun educating and talking to people yeah. when they're truly interested. Like, And it blew their mind. They're like, what? Yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, my, my hope is, and I'm sure they did. If you went home, we're listening to fish. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Then I, I'm going to have to say, if I can't use that, 
you can't use that only because it's, it's one band. Okay. And it's not what we're talking about. Fair, fair. That's fair. I, I'm going to have to say <clears throat> it was High Sierra 2018 because you guys can't see it, but like on the wall right up here is a picture of the three of us. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> it was the Should last. I pull it down so they could see it? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to pull yeah. it down. Yes. It was yes. the last <laughs> night. Of, it's never going it. back up there. It's like balanced precariously on the thing that it's on. But anyway. No, it will. It we'll will. manage to get it back. Okay. Yeah. Here, have let's faith. See, let's us. see if you can. Here, I'll. Yeah. Wow, look how white. Look how white. It's hard to see Apple. Oh my god. A little bit better. It's... But this was. They can't amazing... hear you, babe. You're, yeah. you're not on the mic. Sorry. Um. So it was the last night of the festival, and we had done all of our interviews. We had, you know, sucked the marrow from it basically, and it was. Mm. I think Chris, Chris Robinson, Robinson Brotherhood was playing oh, yeah. while that was going. Neil was up on stage. And it was this moment in time of like, holy shit, something's happening for us right now. And it, you, yeah. And like in life, there's a lot of moments that like just go by. And then afterwards, in hindsight, you're like, wow, that was the time when whatever it was changed. That was one of those times when it was happening and I caught it when it was happening. I was like, oh, my God, our lives are changing right now yeah, because of what we're like doing. That. It felt like that. and like we had met Reed Mathis and gotten oh, to hang out. And like <clears throat> It was. Just like Apple said, it was our first festival that we had podcasted from. And. When we drove away from that place, I felt like for the first time in my adult life, I was proud of the job I did yeah. for myself. I didn't, I didn't do a job for some faceless fucking shit corporation and do good. I didn't do it to make somebody else money. It was for my family. I remember that. I think you said something on the line. It, like, it felt like I climbed the mountain and planted our flag. It was pretty special. Like that's why I was saying, like it's it's hard to talk about favorites because every festival has um, catapulted us. Um, and honestly, before No Simple Road, I don't think I've been to a festival. Really? Yeah. Where? When? When did you and I ever go? Like, oh, that's, that's true. Yeah, I've been married. We were raising kids. Yeah, literally, my entire adult life, I've been married. So I that was nothing. We ever we never did that mm -hmm. ever. I'll tell you, that's one thing to me that I know is special to you two as a married couple or anything, but it's so special to me as our, our tricycle friendship is seeing Mel come into this. Oh, shit. And for, because we put it on the shelf. It was, wasn't stagnant. It was in hibernation for a while while you were raising kids and Mary and I was off California, you know, all these things. And then to come back together and like rediscover this together and Mel totally coming into it, which it's still, so funny the things I always play. I'm, like, I'm not a festival I'm not a girl. Festival girl. I'm not a hip, my favorite is I'm not a hippie girl. Festival girl. As she's hula hooping with bell bottom jeans on. To fish. Like, I'll yeah. say this: I'm not one put anybody in boxes. I don't like to exactly. be in box. So if somebody's like, "Oh, she's a hippie chick" or "She's a deadhead," no, I ain't. I'm the only thing you want to put me in a box is I'm a grandma. I'm a mom. 
those are the boxes that I enjoy. I, well, that, that's it's the only thing I, I I'm, yeah, I'll be like, yeah, okay. But it's also yeah. like a, a dog going, I'm not a dog. Don't put me in a box. Like, no, you know, okay, you bark and you got like, long hair and well, you maybe the dog's outside. like, I'm a shepherd, not a dog. You know, <laughs> there's <laughs> more to me right? than just that. Look at this. Look at this 2005. Okay. Bonnaroo had the following groupings. Herbie Hancock's Headhunters with John Mayer and no. Roy Hargrave, Leo Kotke and Mike Gordon, Booker <gasps> T and Drive-By Truckers, and much more. Wow. Well, Bonnaroo is happening right now, so shout yeah. out to all the Bonnarooians. Bonnarooians? Bonnarooians. And um, yeah, that's going to be a great festival. So in talking about all this, it's a huge part of the life of no simple road and i don't want to we we've talked about um northwest string summit and peach and and high sierra and summer meltdown i don't want to diminish in any way going to our first skull and roses festival Mm. and podcasting from it was the fucking coolest thing so (sighs) back in the day when i was on tour the dead allowed camping at shows at certain places. So it, there were certain shows that certain were, venues that were camping. like festivals. Yeah. And, and one of them was Cal Expo. And uh, it's in outside of Sacramento. It's near the American River and it's the exposition grounds up, up there. And uh, we went to those shows and camped and had a VW van at that time. And we snuck in. You had to have camping tickets, right? And we didn't have them. We didn't have tickets. But somehow I finagled my way into the camping lot and parked. Of course you did. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And uh, we get out and we're all looking for miracles. And I'm the only one that gets a ticket to the show. And okay, back up. By this time, I couldn't smoke weed anymore because every time I smoked weed, I tripped out. And so I get into the show by myself. I'm on the floor. I'm like seven rows back on Phil's side. And they take the stage and Jerry comes out in black shorts. I'll, I'll never fucking forget this as long as I live. And the guy next to me goes, oh, shit, Jerry's wearing black shorts. It's on. And I was like, <laughs> young deadhead. I'm like, what, what does that mean? Like, what's what's happening? And the guy next to me is like, hey, man, you're hot. You look hot. Do you want to sip of my Gatorade? And I was like, okay. yeah. And I take a sip of his Gatorade. And he looks at me and he smiles. He goes, see you later. And I was like, oh, shit. That just happened. <laughs> so they don't they, take anything from strangers yeah. unless you unless want to go on a ride. So they, they start <laughs> playing and the stage is fucking melting, like literally <laughs> dissolving. And the members of the band are becoming these orbs of light and I'm fucking tripping out. And the guy behind me is like, Hey man, do you want to hit of this Illinois North slope neopollinated trip weed? And for whatever reason at the time I was like, if, you were high if I was, was yeah, I was like, well, Oh, maybe if I, I hit do. that, it'll bring me down wrong. So I hit this weed and immediately start panicking. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. And uh, I can't find the exit. They're, they're like in the middle of like Scarlet Begonias or Tennessee Jed 
That's when they hide the exit. And and there's <laughs> spinners all around the exits. I can't you cannot leave. Can't find my fucking way out. And I'm like bumping into people and just spun. And then separate comes. And I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm freaking out. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. So I go, and there's like a food court area at Cal Expo before you can leave. And there's like security all in front of the exit. So I'm like, I can't. They're, they're, they're blocking us. They're going to kill us all, is what I was thinking. They're going <laughs> to murder all of us. They've corralled, They've corralled us. us in. They're okay. going to gas us or shoot us. So I'm like, I'm sitting on the ground in the dirt by myself. And there's like, you know, crews of heads all sitting around like at separate hanging out with each other. And the lady behind me is this older head and she's going off about these younger heads are such assholes and they don't clean up after themselves. There's cigarette butts all over the ground. They're just throwing their trash everywhere. They shouldn't be here. Blah, blah. And I'm like, she's talking about for sure. This lady's yelling at me. And I, so I like get up and I stumble through security to where they're going to let you into the camping lot, but you have to have a wristband to get in the camping lot, which you don't have, which I don't have. Mm. And the security guards like, you can't go in there. You don't have a wristband, dude. And I start crying (laughs) and I'm like, I just want to go to my van and my dog, man, I'm fucking freaking out. Finally, he lets me out. So I say all that to say that was my festival experience prior to going with you again yeah i was just gonna say it's again that was not a festival that's an intense concert night that was but a it's dead not a show. festival <laughs> your idea of festival is, is I, it was camping. your idea and camping is my idea of a festival, of a festival. yeah it doesn't okay. matter if it's one band or 20 okay well that's that's, that's well, a festival. okay what <laughs> but that's a good story i remember yeah. i knew where that was going because it's like and i started crying that's a good one that works a lot just start bawling you know, oh yeah! If you start crying, nobody yeah, wants to like, do it, especially like, a grown, like, oh, grown man. Was on drugs and balding. The NSR, um, FR mm-hmm. from Rhythm Grounds on the PA solid service here. Right on! Hell yeah! So we can totally live stream from Rhythm Grounds. In the future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, no, no security guard at a festival and concert then. or anywhere wants to see a grown ass man tripping balls crying. Crying? No. So it's like okay, I guess we'll let you. Go I take whatever. that instead of raging. Well, yeah. <laughs> if somebody's crying. I'll comfort them all day. But if somebody's gotten crazy, you might well, you're also not security at it. I remember. I would have a flashback too because it was brought up earlier about seeing Us Festival. That's one I was. I was mad at my parents for so long because Us Festival. Oh, yeah. That was. I don't remember how long it went on. It wasn't very many years, but that was like back in the eighties, and I was so upset. I think I was like. It didn't like Van Halen play it, there. It was like Van Halen and Rush and Ozzy and all these and and, and then other stuff sprinkled in there. And my my friend's older brother, who was not a very responsible person, who? looking back at it, my friend Tony, oh, his okay. friend Rob, his brother Rob, 
he was gonna he was gonna be our chaperone to take us up there. And my mom was like cool with it, but then dad put the smack day. He's like, You're kibosh. too young, you're gonna end up on drugs. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he was right. And, 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 I, and I'm like, oh, I'm already on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get to go and it like it, it crushed me for a little while. You know, I'm over it now, but man, I so wanted to see the Us Festival. Well, are you day. sure you're over it now, Apple? One of the ones, I, well, yeah. when I was younger, the ones that I wanted to see was Lollapalooza and oh, um, and the Free Tibet. Um, concert. Oh shit! Those yeah. two were all of them. the ones Thanks that was like I wished as a young teenager that I could have been there, and but now I'm so in my. Oh. See, I forget yeah. about those two. I did every Lollapalooza, and I got to do one day of the Tibetan Freedom Festival up in the Bay Area. Really? Yeah. My yeah, I still have my backstage. It's one of my backstage pass things I have. Or my lanyard wow. somewhere. I forget a lot about Lollapalooza because I think more jam band stuff. I forget Dude, about early life. That was the Lollapalooza shit. Lollapalooza was every uh, grunge band. Well, everything. and Woodstock. Woodstock's the festival, and then yeah. that they had. I was working at um, Mirage as a valet attendant when that second Woodstock festival happened, and our friend Tom mm. had gone, and they had made a pilgrimage, and they'd gotten like rented a van and like went out there and drove out there and it was like a huge deal and i was so jealous but that was like in the midst of us parenting yeah i we're not going to see like stone temple pilots with a one-year-old no i was really good at just shelving the things i wanted to do like oh well i'm gonna do that we ain't got to do that shit no more we get to do it up but look at like i now i'm fucking can do whatever the hell i want let's roll my kids are like yeah mom go for it do it (laughs) we're coming with you well i'll have to do that not not now but somehow i'll have to talk because i have god i have some experiences from all of music because my friend worked for bill graham productions and I was all access backstage and he was like the gopher, which basically meant he went and got drugs and everything for all the performers. Like what? I remember, oh yeah. Drugs. Drugs. Scoring weed for the about? Beastie Boys I and back smoking bullshit. weed with Mike D uh-huh. and fucking hanging out with Smashing Pumpkins, hanging out with fucking Soundgarden. So you learned like, you learned early on how to like not be a dick backstage. Oh yeah. Yeah, you just got to blend in, and especially if you have a worker's badge, that's like basically like. And then that was one thing I remember too is like even hit like the one of the bosses was it was like okay, you have a worker's badge. Somebody that doesn't know who you are may try to grab you to work. Be like, I'm. I'll be right. And I had a person say, "It's like I'll be right back. I'm running an errand for this person," and then they'd leave you alone because they would like try to pull me <laughs> yeah. into duty, and I'd be like, He's "I'm going duty. to get a cord for." this person and they'd be like oh okay never mind like there was protocol you had to behave yourself so apple you were always meant to be in this yeah, industry I, one of my favorites was i forget what year it was was with jade's addiction and i'm saying i just read an article like the week before about perry farrell saying how he is the vegan and his girlfriend and i'm standing in the buffet line backstage at Lollapalooza. Next to him, heaping a big old thing of chicken wings on a plate. Oh, oh, so I saw no. like a glimpse behind it, like, okay, I get it. You you, you put on this air of this, like, oh. but you're also a normal person just doing your own thing. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, okay, not, wait, wait, wait. Okay. What? Wow, that was strong. I got the arm and everything. Wait, like, wait, I got wait. the fucking. Wait, stop, stop the fuck up, Aaron. Stop, <laughs> Because wow. I was going to say. 
Wait, it's almost the end of our hour. It's the word, fuck the hour. Well, we go as long I, as we want. We do go as long as we want, but none of us have eaten, and so That's I was true. just trying to be well ca- cautious. And I was going to say, what was your favorite set? That's where I was. Set. I was going to let a segue in set at a festival. Yeah, because we talked about our favorite festival, <sighs> but what was your favorite set at a festival? My God. I don't know. Or what was well? Okay, how about what was most memorable? What's a memorable one? The most memorable set is 2019 Northwest String Summit Saturday night when the they were doing that 80s montage set and that flower exploded and bees came out of it that were children. We're at an all around. Yeah, that was that was pretty. (laughs) That was pretty memorable. And I hadn't taken acid in like 20 five years and i took acid that night and was having a blast and that happened and i was like this is fucking great but hang on musically speaking that's really tough um dead air babe i know let apple go i can't i, I can't i you don't stopped know apple no i just said be- <laughs> correction on the 25 years of taking acid that was a skull and roses 2019 i didn't that, huh? yeah, he I didn't. didn't take any. He didn't. You didn't? No, no I did Molly did. that night. Uh, I was on too much acid. I don't remember. Yeah. No, it was me and you, Apple. You guys did. Remember? I did. And Ryder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> me, man. Well, I don't gonna... you throw Ryder into this? He that's, can't defend that's himself. That Saturday night, a very close <laughs> second, because I always want to say, was that summer meltdown tipper. Oh, look that, at this. I, I, I want to hear. I wanna, like, the, no, the one before. We already did that. Lollapalooze 2015 Sunday Light Headliner. <laughs> no. Yeah. Sonic Youth. We did that. Sonic Youth is Sorry, guys, one of just, my favorites ever. We're we're trying to pull these up. Sunday night headliner was Florence at Lollapalooza 2015, and was Florence and the Machine. During her entire set was a dry lightning storm. Wow. No rain, no thunder, just lightning. Wow. I, see, it's hard to pick, man. Okay. Like, it, okay. Next, Apple Dark Star. No, you... yeah, Dark Star at at Summit at Summit at yep. Summit. Friday night. Yep, yeah, that Friday night. Wow. Yep. Okay. There it is. Apple. Oh, hi. My, well, I, oh, I just said it. The, the, oh, the, you... the Saturday night oh. yonder was oh, the, the yonder. one that made the biggest impression. Okay. But very close second to that was 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 seeing Tipper at Summer Meltdown. Okay, oh. so so my first, and I mean this might sound weird to both y'all, but um, seeing Twiddle at High Sierra. The reason why that was so you. special was because we had just freaking gotten there with that crazy doo-doo limo business. And we like parked the car. We're like rushing around because we have to interview Twiddle. And we finally find them. We go backstage. We're in this like little in the green room. Green room. And then they are going to take stage immediately, right after we're done with them. So we walk out to the front in front of the stage. They get on. And I can't count how many tears I cried after that. It was kind of like what you said. It was like, I felt so proud of what we did. Like mm-hmm. we had like gone through so much crap before we got there. Literally but then, but then we there. were like all professional and like, and, and then Mahali starts talking about things that he'd never shared before. And that was a huge deal for him. That was a first in, for us on the in show turn too. for being a huge <clears throat> deal for us. And they were all such sweet guys they were so loving and so appreciative and grateful so then to go automatically right after that interview and go see them perform and they kill it knowing that that interview was fresh in their head mm. and also in ours 
and every all the stuff that we had to do to get there it was just amazing yeah, it, it was amazing. it was transformant that's why we could talk for hours about they keep mm-hmm. on bringing up once yeah i'm gonna I'm going to get up and, and change the camera angle. We're going to do Apple's weed review, Ooh. you guys. So, Mel, I'm going to have you man the comments okay. for this part of the, se- uh, the segment of the show. I can do that. Um, yeah. So here we go. Hang on a second. Okay. Well, while he's doing that, too, it just <laughs> brought up. This is a Lollapalooza <laughs> moment. Like I said, I don't care. I remember 94 seeing Lollapalooza. I think it was 94. Had to have been. That's when I was living in Colorado. Fiddler's Green. Going, uh, Allison Chains, Dinosaur Jr., Primus were like headliners. And I remember me and my, that's when I was up there with Mike and Rico. We were total Jay Mascus, Dinosaur Jr. fans. We're watching him perform, and all of a sudden we hear this. We're like, what the fuck is that noise? Who is that on the side stage? Well, it was Tool on their first tour for The Sober. And it went, that was when Maynard had the mohawk and the lumberjack, like pajamas oh, wow. with the ass flap yes. open with his ass <laughs> hanging out. We had never heard of them. And we were like, okay, we love Dinosaur Jr., but let's go see what that is real quick. And that, that was another amazing experience. Plus, seeing that's the only time I ever got to see Alice in Chains, was or oh, wow. Alice in Chains with Lane. And that was there. Keep going, Apple. You got it. Okay. Go I'm like, oh, I'm pulling this thing over here. So, yeah, pulling it over. So yeah, I always forget about festivals in the '90s. So, oh, there's so many. I remember the last one too. Uh, another special one was uh, seeing Smashing Pumpkins. That was with the board. Who was on that one? Boredoms, Beastie Boys, fucking. Oh, where's the bow tie? You're right, Cinnamon. So, well, that's this kind Yo, of. Yo, where's the bow tie? Look, we, that kind of looks like a bow tie. We're working, working on it. We're, we are working on well, it. Well, the first thing we realized, and I was like, uh, no. Aaron was like, dude, you're gonna you'd have to like trim your beard some for the bow tie to even show. And I'm not trimming my beard um, to show a bow tie. Uh, Billy Kramer so, says fiddlers, uh, he saw Buddy Guy and BB King there. Dang. Uh, dude, dude, and that fiddler's green is freaking another so many dope venues up in Colorado. Uh, okay. Go ahead, Apple. All right. I'm getting focused in, doing this, mm-hmm. doing this thing. You All can right. hold it up, too. All right. So, well, here. All right. Well, this well, portion well, we're is gonna, Apple's weed reviews. What I'm going to do, too, on this one, because last time I realized, like, I don't want to I don't want to smoke at the beginning of it. Because then like, Aaron pointed, oh, my God, you look so loaded, dude. We'll start without a couple products I'm not going to sample yet. Just talk about a few things. Which one are we've talked about tinctures and stuff? Tinctures is a great way to uh, introduce people. Um, in my life, it is older people like my parents who are a little more conservative never understood why I smoked. Uh, why I smoked all the time? Smoking is a bad thing, but tinctures is something that anybody can do. And unlike edibles, this is a company up here in Oregon, the Angel Industries, and these. These people are angels. These people pass on this medicine uh, at a a pretty good price that some charge a lot for. This one's just fun. The reason I brought this one, because it's funny to hear people say this. Everybody's heard of the uh, ratios, like a one to one. This is a one to one to one to one. 
So it's funny when people come in and they're like, what tincture? I actually mess with people. And I'm like, what was that? Just to make them say it again, because it's a tongue twister. I want the one-to-one-to-one-to-one. So this is a one-to-one-to-one-to-one has THC, CBD, CBG, and CBN in it. And this one has all equal parts of those. So when you're talking like entourage effect and getting everything from the cannabis plant and they have this nice little angel tissue paper and everything. But this is it. And this is one, my mom loves this. This is good for inflammation, for arthritis, inflammation, for, you know, and everywhere where it's legal, I'm sure you can find something similar to this. This is a great thing for uh, anybody, but especially when you're getting older. This helps with every element that you can have. And unlike edibles, edibles you digest, they have to go through your digestive system, through your liver. And that could be anywhere from, you know, a half hour or a couple hours later. This is sublingual. So you put it, you drip it under your tongue. You let it sit as long as you can. And it soaks in and goes to work a lot quicker. Okay. One thing I love about tinctures. One question we have is what's the onset time of the tinctures and what's the high like? The on the onset, same thing. It, it's hard to like, you know, everybody's different. Yeah, their metabolism. But, but it's a lot that's like I said, it's taking it sublingually, let it sit under the tongue, it soaks into your glands and everything, goes to work right away instead of having to process through your system and your liver. And it just it has it has like less side effects, usually kicks in, in anywhere from five to ten, fifteen minutes because it soaks in through your glands under your tongue and in your mouth. So that's the difference. Edibles, the edibles highlight? are iffy. Huh, huh? What's the high like? Well, what's the high like? It, it, well, especially with this stuff, we, we have one. A lot of people stay away from THC because that is the mind, you know, like high. We also have a one-to-one-to-one, which just has the CBG, CBD, CBN in it. And that's for all your inflammation. That's for like your body pains, your aches and everything like that, just to make you completely relaxed. So this one is the like everything you do a dropper of this for for me personally and i'm a bigger guy and stuff i do a dropper of this the recommended dosage within 15 minutes it, it feels like we've talked about like a weed bath you're just Let's eyes back. you are you are so I'll relaxed and if you have any aches or pains you know it 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 helps alleviate so much with inflammation which so many of us have nowadays so Okay, next product, and this uh, this will go hand in hand. We'll have our intro later. This is a we were talking about crop circles and sacred geometry. This is a company up here. These people are very dear to me. This is Crop Circle Chocolates, and I uh, just want to shout out to Jeremiah, Rebecca, and Todd. These people produce these amazing truffles that they they order like the chocolate from South America. Like, I mean, this is all artisanal stuff. You want to open it up? It's like your top brand truffles. It has on here, this is not the flavor. This just happens to be strawberry guava is the strain of weed that was put into this. And they partner with a company up there called Bose Nose, which makes solventless hash rosin, which is like the new new, which I have solventless hash rosin here, which we'll get into. But you open this little beauty. This is our seasonal release, the strawberry lemonade. You open this up. And it's got these beautiful little handmade truffles that they that they make every Where is those other two? Why is there a bite out of that me, one? <laughs> me and, me and Mel, well, Mel, Mel helped me at first because this is one of her favorites, too. But this 
I mean, they're so good. They're like melt in your mouth truffles and being the solvent less hash rosin infused, that kicks in a little bit quicker than an edible. But, you know, if you're ever up here, if you ever come visit us, I'll make sure you get a taste one of these. If you're over 21. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're over 21. Okay, we're almost getting to the weed, but that, like I said, the solventless hash rosin. This is another company we carry up here. This is an incredible company, Verdant Leaf. Um, they're, they're located kind of out where our grow. Well, I'm getting specifics of like where they are. Yeah, there, it doesn't cares. matter. No one cares. Yeah, <laughs> this is the SHO, which is solventless hash oil rosin. So this is this is where it's all kind of going up here. There's like CO2 extraction, which is an old way of doing it. There's BHO, which is butane extraction. This is solventless. This is done with no chemicals, gases, anything to remove it. You're not going to show what's inside. No, this is this is this is like the new new up here. It, it's expensive. Um, it's starting to come down in price because more companies are getting into it. But like this, we sell for, you know, this is like $60 a gram That's at the dispensary. And our prices in Oregon are lower than most places. Um, that'll start to come down as more and more people start to manufacture it. But this is what it looks like. It's just Hold a nice. On. Hold on. I'll get it. He's getting it. He's getting it. Don't get it. There, there it we go. Oh, damn. Look at that clarity. Oh, um, I forget which one this is. This is a banana strain. A banana, a banana strain. It's like a banana pudding tain something, which I just love the name. It makes me good. Sour it. banana fritters. Oh, oh, this is the sour banana fritters. Thanks, Mel. You're welcome. Uh, but th this stuff is amazing. Uh, it, it's like, you know, most people, even in states uh, where they don't have all this stuff yet, has had shatters and sugar waxes, things like that. This takes it to a whole nother level of cleanliness. The problem I had with all those kinds of dabbing things is they're quite harsh. They yeah, with the butane. You, yeah, they would make there. you cough and airy, you know, and I don't like that. Uh, this, you take a hit, you blow out this cloud of smoke, and you're expecting like a cough, and it never comes. It's so smooth because of the way they process it. Um, problem with it being so expensive is like the yield, like say you process 10 pounds, or even a pound, whatever your return on it, by the time it gets refined, kind of like distilling liquor, you do it again and again, you get about a 3% return well, on the product. Dang, in, um, here, let me show this. In Massachusetts, 80 to $100 for a gram. Okay, well, that, and that that's the thing, yeah, and if you're talking solventless up there, um, this this is a mid-range one right here. There's a company up here called Happy Cabbage, which we carry once in a while. They were the ones that started doing this first up here. And they have stuff. There's also, there, there's like ratings, like 40U up to like 120U. Well, the more like refined it is, there are dabs up here that go from 100 to $140 a gram. Well, so check that. It says got to waste to taste, but low temp dabs are where it's at. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Low temp. And that's the thing with the solvent list. That's low. It's lower temp than the other stuff that you got to burn and have the nail that heats to 400 degrees precisely. This stuff also burns clean. If you had bad dabs, it leaves a blackness. Yeah. Kind of in your rig or in your nectar collector. And that's why in my last week review, I did those hits of the George Apple Pie stuff. That's why I like nectar collectors. I can't do the huge, I can't do huge bong rips mm -hmm. anymore. I'm getting older. I like little tastes. 
and uh, which I'll demonstrate in my favorite way to smoke flour. Uh, so you get that little terpiness every time. Uh-oh. So let's get <laughs> to the flour and crunk. I get a smoke here in a minute. <laughs> All right. So this is a company up here, uh, Oregon Roots. This is a fantastic grow. And he's busting and out brand carry, new right now. Yeah. I just opening the seal on this jar. This is a nice new eight of their special so cut dope. of Obama Kush. So Obama. Well, here, I'm going to, this needs to be dumped out. To see Obama. this beauty. Oh my God. Bud's so, Bud's so big. It won't come out. I love that. Holy shit. <laughs> Funk. <laughs> oh, come on. Reed. Yeah. There we go. <clears throat> Yes. So, so this is some beautiful Obama Kush from Oregon Roots. Um, and wow. I, I usually have this stuff right in my mind. But look at, look at how frosty that is. Look at how dense that is. Look at those trichomes all over. I mean, this is a beautiful strain. And this, I, I had to look, I, I get so many strains going through my head. I couldn't remember what this was. Obama Kush is a cross of uh, like an old school Afghani crossed with an OG Kush to come up with this beautiful bud. This is definitely an indica that, you know, will lay you back and take care of all those all those needs. And when you're stressed or anything or want a good night's sleep, this is one of my favorite cuts from this garden. Um, they just I mean, that's one thing I don't know if a lot of people out there probably know and everything, but it also gets confusing in the canvas world. A lot of people, a lot, a lot of strains have a number behind them or something. And one of the most famous is Gorilla Glue number four. Well, now there's like a Gorilla Glue number 12. The number refers to the pheno. Like you could grow, you could pop 30 different seeds. And, oh. you know, that's what like going on a pheno hunt like 30 different seeds, you grow 30 different plants, you keep smoking those until you find the one that you want to be your mother and to supply your garden. So you can end up having Gorilla Glue number 16, number 12, whatever. It's just whatever pheno is your favorite out of the that seed finding expedition. So, um, so. so Billy Kramer says, this is the best show ever. <laughs> and then Billy, uncontrolled oh. substances says, Billy, indeed. <laughs> Uh, hell yeah <laughs> well so, you know what i will say to i want to say thank you for your knowledge because i learned so much about weed when i worked with you because you just retain this information like immediately so easily and it's freaking useful because sometimes i'm like i don't want to get real high but a little bit high but i want to be happy and you're like here <laughs> you know and that to have somebody understand that about you and to be able to literally like be your doctor in a sense, it's so rad. So I want to say thank you to everybody. Thank you. Um, to you yeah. on behalf of everybody. Because that makes, I can just see it. I turned a little, true. I blushed a little. I got a little, <laughs> I got a little. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. well, cause it, it makes that, that's what I love about them. When we moved up here and I got in the cannabis industry, I remember, uh, especially Aaron knowing my mom whole life, but Mel too. They're like, what better fucking job for you, dude? Apple dropping like, some always, knowledge. You, well, and also, I want to throw out there kind of a disclaimer. You know, I have a lot of knowledge, but I'm also a stoner. So sometimes, if anybody ever tells <laughs> me something, say something I, that, that, that isn't 100% right, I do make mistakes sometimes. It gets very <gasps> complicated with all of the different procedures of making like the solvent list and different things. But it, it is a I mean, it's obviously a true passion of mine. And one of my favorite things is getting people matched up with their right medication. And 
the most trying fucking one of all of them is Aaron, the conductor. He is a tough cookie to figure. I've figured it out several times, but then he fucking changes. Well, Aaron, for a long time it was the blue dream, and he was like, and the next thing I know, he's like, now I'm having, I'm having panic attacks again. I'm having this and that. Then it was CBD, and he was fine to do that. Can't yeah. smoke CBD no, right night now. Terrors when they smoke yeah, CBD. night yeah. terrors. So Aaron's, Aaron's a tough cookie to crack. He can but... have CBD salve sparingly. All right, so let's. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna do it. Okay, this is what I'm talking about. This is one of my favorite. You know, there's the bongs, there's the huge bowls, there's all that. There's nothing more to me that turns me off than when you go somewhere and somebody, I think I demonstrated last week, they like take a bowl and they just <laughs> cram it in there like this <laughs> fucking roast the shit out of it and then hand it to you like, here, man, you want to hit? It's like, no, you know what I really like? I like a fresh hit. Blue Dream I is a taste, great dream. I want to taste these terpenes. Yeah, it is. Blue Dream is a standard that will always be amazing. But this way, I just got this nice little one hitter. We load up a couple nice nugs up there, enough for like like two, three little hits, so you get that fresh taste. And then what I do after that is I would dump that out, load another fresh one hitter for my friend that I'm going to pass it to, so that they can taste all the beautifulness of this plant that Mother Nature gave us. No, don't hand that roasted fucking bowl. That's just We're always smoking. focused on the bowl. <laughs> and would you want to hit it? No. Um, I'll take well, no, because that's indica. Oh, okay, that's true. It's too early for indica for yeah. And I'm just I have take a, one hit because we got one thing about being a stuff, smoker no. and being a stoner and all that stuff is you have to learn how to be a grown up with your medication. Well, not well yeah. if you don't want to. What, wait, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> me, I have to be a grown up because then no, I will get nothing true. done. Like me and Mel realized early on that we can't be getting high before the show. No, not not only not only does Aaron get annoyed with us because he'd be he'd look look over and we'd be like, dude, they'd be like, hey, we're doing a show. What are you fucking staring at? Or you know, like, come on. All right, wait, nice wait, hit. Wait. Uh oh. Nice hit of the Obama. There we go. Wow, I like that. Wow, what a cool shot. You're welcome. Oh my God. This shit tastes so good. It tastes like there's another strain called Purple Punch. Like the stuff that has the purples in it for me. Oh my God, they're so good. I know Cody knows what I'm talking about. The Purple Punch is one of his favorites. Oh, we have a couple um, comments. It's got, oh, it's got such good flavor and instant. Like Mel said, she was passing because it's in it. Instant, just like. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, it feels good as heck, but. Yeah. Um, so David says Apple's dropping some knowledge. And then Cinnamon says Chemdog, the OG grower from Mass. Bet he all could get him on the podcast. Oh, um, Kim. And then. Um, Cinnamon said, Apple, I'd love <clears throat> to hear an episode on terpenes, flavor, and effects. Okay. I, I like that. That's a good one. And that's one I had on my mind coming up soon because I got uh, from work that that'll use some visual aids too. Because terpenes, terpenes occur in, in so many things in nature, like in your lemon. It's like lemonine is what gives lemon a lemon smell and stuff and orange it. There, it's in all the yeah, fruits, like essential oils. Fruits. Yeah, essential oils. It's what gives stuff its profile and its smell and its taste. So I will, I will do that, dude. Thank you for asking that. In fact, I got like a, I have a dope thing at work that's like a laminate we made, 
that breaks down all the terpenes, at least the most common and known. The I other have thing, like some from Medicine Farms too. That poster you brought me. Oh yeah, the, with the wheel. Mm -hmm. to, no, so, wait, no, with the pot, that big pot. Oh, okay. You know yes. So, it 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 sucks, man. Well, like, okay, not, well, I'll get into terpenes. Let me just this, this one last thing. The one thing about terpenes and the cannabis world is, you know, we're it's still in its infancy, and now that it is, uh, there's programs out there funding research and everything is there are new terpenes being discovered weekly more and more research is going there's tens of thousands of terpenes and there are so many molecules and things and terpenes that make up the cannabis plant it is such a complicated plant that's why there are so many different varieties of it and new ones being created all the time which one of my favorite things is going back to pineapple express where he goes he buys that weed and he goes, he goes over to get the weed and he's like, you know, that shit you bought last week, but that ain't nothing. It's like that this shit and that shit fucked had a baby. This is the new shit. That is the cannabis world. It changes weekly. I got a fucking yeah. bag of fucking sample medicated fucking pop rocks. I mean, they're making everything. <laughs> There's medicated cotton candy. There's a, you know, the it's popcorn. just insane. Yeah. The popcorn <laughs> is legit. So like I was saying, it sucks, man, because like, my whole, <laughs> my whole life, I I was a daily pot smoker. Yeah, I loved weed more than life. anything. I would wake up in the morning, pull my pipe out, hit my pipe, and go take a shower. And and then now, like, I live in Willy Wonka's workshop and, and can't eat any of the up. candy. It's fucking. It sucks, man. Thank God you can take a weed bath, though. That's, that's true, a, but that's not an easy thing. You're like, no. like you know what? I'm gonna go take a weed bath before lunch real quick. It's <laughs> no. not like an instant, and it, it is. It's a bummer, man. Sometimes I feel bad about. It. I come home, I'm like, Mel, about you. Something. I mean, here, I've got, I got so much. I've Aaron, got I brought you a pen. Yeah, here, Aaron. Here's a. Here's a I have so pen. many things in my nice pan that I am the second apple in the house. As far as like, my friends will come over. I'm like, hey, do you want some of this stuff? And it's it's like I have to give it because I can't consume that much edibles i can't consume that much weed i i've cut back dramatically like when i first worked in the oh industry, my god you were <laughs> gosh when i first worked um in the cannabis industry when i moved here i that's fucking great i i don't know if my eyes were ever fully open but um well, especially I, you worked on the farm yeah and when you work on the well, farm and they said you everybody's can't get smoking high. all the well, time well they're saying you can't get high and everybody's yeah. like, oh i'm gonna be at my car what okay, I'm gonna go to, you're not leaving i'm gonna go to your car with you what are you doing over there and so i've had to learn how to cut back my consumption only so that i can be productive not because it's bad but just because i have to be able to function and it lays me out if i start smoking early in the day the other side of not smoking too is when i was smoking weed all the time and around other stoned people, it didn't fucking matter because I was stoned too. When you're yeah. not stoned around stoned fucking people, it's hard sometimes. <laughs> it's a conversations just peter out. Like you don't know what the you're fuck's not going about on. Me, right? No, no, not you. Like, <laughs> it's one of the things that caused I'm the worst out of it. Mel oh, does man. it too. The random the 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 not completing sentences. Oh yeah. Which has leaked over like, into my sober life as well because <laughs> I've been a stoner for so long. I just taper off in the middle of a thought. Well, yeah. it is what it is. I'll I'll figure it out. I, well, I'm going to do what Ben said and go 
take a month off work and bring a pound of weed with me into a cabin in the woods and just smoke yeah. and smoke until it goes away. <laughs> Torture yourself yeah. for a month. <laughs> yeah. I'll just have a panic attack by myself somewhere for a month. Yeah, in a cave or a cabin again. or something. That's, that's, <laughs> so I can smoke weed again. That could be really cool or very terrifying. Yeah, I think like, probably I think the latter. there's no middle ground there. I, I want to say uh, we have had a really uh, active group in the chat for this. And thanks, you guys, yeah. for hanging out with us. This is our new favorite. Yeah. Doing the live streams is so it's fucking so fun. fun. And we don't even know what this thing is going to be yet. It's mm-hmm. you're, you're watching the birth of something right now. Yeah, Maybe we might change it up. We might go on the porch. And like we said, yeah. one, one of Why my not? favorite things about this, it, it's not personal at all other than it's for him. Is it this is so cool for Aaron to be able to do something that when we get done with this, we get to go on with our day and go have fun. Normally, the other stuff we do, Aaron would be like, I'll be with you guys in a half hour or so. And he would have to save files and start the process of editing and getting ready to edit. This is so fun because we all three get to be like kind of like on an equal. Mm Yeah. And when it's done, fully it's done. involved, and it is being here now. I mean, yes. it is we're we're live. You, we can't be sidetracked or off doing something else. Or you would. I've see only it. just found y'all. Right on, Jubal. What? Jubal. Well, you know what's rad about <laughs> that that you've only just found us is that there is a huge back catalog of fun, amazing episodes. Maybe not on live stream, but on um, our podcast. So, welcome to the family. Yes. Yeah. I love you, Billy. Give those kitties a little pat for me and tell Diana. <laughs> and I think there's a puppy there now, too. Yeah, there oh, is. Yeah, um, there's a doggy. Uh, uh, Come on. I'm trying to remember the name. Uh, You're good at stuff like this. I know. This. And I just. Oh, nah. Okay, anyway. Never mind. Never mind. Aaron, just try one <laughs> hit or half an edible. Oh, no. Okay. Edibles are worse. Okay, here's the thing. Aaron, edibles are worse for. The yeah. edible causes a peculiar. You know how. Remember in. um. What movie is that where he's like, I have a very particular set of skills? Oh, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Uh, Edibles yeah, have a very one. particular type of panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, we, it's like being locked in a room in my head and not being able to get out. Listen. It's fucking terrifying. Everybody out there, we have literally, tried with a capital L, tried so everything. Uh, one hit, one hit at this time, before bed, after bed, middle of the day. You know, even I can't even put THC lotion on Aaron. Mm-mm. I can't do uh, it. Otis Oatmeal is the dog's name. Otis. I see. I felt like it was an O, but I, I can't oh, what do you say. Otis. Otis Oatmeal. So just before we go, the backstory. Um, I was a daily weed smoker. Uh, I went to a dead show at the Forum in L.A. I don't remember. I think this was like 94, 93. And I ate a bag of mushrooms. I thought it was an eighth of regular mushrooms. It wasn't regular mushrooms. It was Liberty Caps. And you're not supposed to eat the whole bag. But I did. And um, I went into the show and tripped and had a great time. And then when I got into the car after the show, they hit like full force, whatever that was. And I lost my fucking mind that night. I fell down a flight. of. I passed out walking down a flight of stairs and hit my head on a door and woke up on my back in the foyer in some guy's house that I didn't know and was dying in the backseat of my car, like going towards the light. And um, ever since that night, when I smoke weed, that happens again. 
Well, there's been minor exceptions because we used to smoke weed before. We used to smoke weed when we lived in it, Vegas after what you It grew. does this. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's very unpredictable. It's like I broke something. Yeah. Aaron is the worst and the best like test patient guinea pig because it is a constant challenge. And he has moments where he, I recently brought home some of that East Fork cultivar CBD oh. weed <gasps> and you loved it. It worked great. Twice. Twice. And the next thing you know, he's like, okay, now what? Like, so we find a thing for Aaron. It's good for like a dose. Oh my God. Jubal, the, <laughs> when we first got to Oregon, I thought it would be a great idea to eat some RSO. And uh, oh, oh, it, I, wait, I got to read the comment. Yeah, you got to read it. Um, I, I caught, caught COVID yeah. a month ago. Me and partner, for some reason, we thought it would be fun to eat some RSO. Okay. And so, was it? <laughs> so we get here. Apple and I go skipping down to the local dispensaries before he worked. For cannabis industry and i had no experience with no RSO. clue with rso so they're like just do like a grain of rice <laughs> and you don't know my tolerance yeah well i did a grain of rice <laughs> maybe less than that <clears throat> holy shit two days high i got lost in costco well i remember we, we, we it was it was hard to get a grain of rice size out of it we did like two to three grains of rice and we're like yeah we're experienced we've done so many things and yeah and luckily a, i was not part of that yeah i'll experiment i was like that shit looks potent you don't need a <laughs> grain of rice fuck that i'm not doing it yeah i i remember <laughs> apple like dude coming and finding me i'm like staring at the products in an aisle at yeah, i lost you like four times i thought i was talking to you. i had to go back to the last aisle i remember the one you were just staring at a pallet of gyp peanut butter <laughs> <laughs> he was delicious. just staring at it and there was people walking by looking like oh look at this dude like aaron come along but staring at the peanut butter. would you like some peanut butter grab oh, some let's move shit, on shit billy Whoa. Wow. And Billy, you're right. Aaron is constantly in a dehydrated state because of how much coffee he drinks and doesn't replenish with water. Wow. I, I never put lost, those two together. I am so wow. freaking hydrated all the time. That's a good it's call, Billy. Insane. That is a good call, Billy. I, Maybe it does have something to do with caffeine. Oh, um, well, I'll or pick dehydration. I'm, I'm going to say if I have to choose one or the other, <laughs> it's not yeah. a choice. I would rather have you on. I'd rather have you. I don't like you. Yeah, you're no good when you're not on your coffee. Mm -hmm. no. Talk about a crank. Like, no best aaron mm -hmm. needs his coffee game that's sure. right but the hydration thing thanks billy that's a next time you try something you need like that's true drink a whole like drink a bunch of water before you get high all right okay Water's so amazing we will not be back next saturday no. we will be at mojo family fest next saturday and the following saturday we very well are going to be live streaming from the peach yeah the only right the only reason we wouldn't is if we literally can't for some technical check reasons. this out i got a piece of gear it's a, a as they, big they don't need to know it's as big as an android tablet and we can stream wirelessly from festivals so we are going to be bringing you content live what's it called the yolo yolo. yolo yolo yeah yolo all right you guys everybody again all of you that hung in we fucking love you guys I feel like we should do the um yeah. the platform. oh cinnamon oh Happy Father's Day to you too. Yeah, happy and Father's to all the dads, dads out there. We love you guys. All dads and grads. Grads are the people are graduating right now. Congratulations to all the 2022 oh. graduates out there and all the daddies. And David Peach. Ah. We love you guys. We'll see you in two weeks. We love you. I like Chuck Woolery. <laughs> Chuck Woolery. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh.
just the word has many problems, but it's a burden. Family needs has been deferred, and hell means been the earth, and alchemy can bring the birth of melody of a new order. So persistent, so persistent, so insistent, so commitment, so resilient, or haven't you learned it? But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hey, music fans, we wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Enjoy.